Hey everybody, my name is Kobe Warner. This is Co Blizzy, and I'm so excited and happy to be joining you again today. And I'm happy that you're here with me if you are. You might be wondering why there's no video this week. Um, you might not be wondering that, but I'm going to tell you anyway why there isn't. It's not because I am breaking out in pimples and my hair looks a mess, which is also the truth. And I'm kind of nervy because I have a photo shoot tomorrow. So I'm trying to have a glow up overnight. <laughs> but that's not why I'm recording the video. Um, or that's not why I'm not recording the video, rather. Um, I actually had some hard drive trouble this week, this past week, actually last week. I didn't post an episode for a week. Um, and it was not because I didn't plan to do it. I actually had set up everything and I had taken my notes and I was ready to tape the episode. And then all of a sudden the hard drive that I store all of the podcast footage on, um, but also the hard drive that I edit off of, I have the editing software on the hard drive so it doesn't take up RAM on my computer. The hard drive just stopped working. Like it wouldn't plug in. It wouldn't like, I mean, like it would plug in, obviously, I put the thing in the plug in, but like it wouldn't run and it wouldn't show up and it was making this weird noise. And it just like pissed me off. I literally took it back to Costco. I was like, I'm not. And the reason I got like mad and got rid of it so fast was because that's not the first time I've had a hard drive, like just stop working on me. And it's the second time I've lost episodes of this podcast, like backups. I had my first eight episodes on the first hard drive, and then that one, like, deleted all the stuff on the hard drive, and then this one had 40 episodes of about, maybe 35 episodes of podcast footage on it, and then it just tuckered out, and I'm like, you know what, whatever, these podcast videos are probably, like, six to eight gigabytes, like, per podcast, so I'm just gonna start putting them in, like, the Google Drive or something, and I'm, like, I'm cloud storage from now on, I don't, I'm not a documentarian or anything, I don't make movies, I don't need to have a big-ass hard drive, especially when it's just gonna delete my footage, so what's the point of the backup, so that's my first tangent of the episode, and now Without further ado, because there's been plenty of it, as per usual, I'm gonna get into the song of the week. Um, but I actually don't. <laughs> I don't even have a song of the week for real. I have tons of new music that I want to talk about, and so that's what's gonna come first in this episode of Koblizi. So first, I want to speak about Snow Angel, which is the debut album by one of my favorite singers and theater actresses, Renee Rapp. Um, Snow Angel earns the biggest female solo debut album of 2023, which is super exciting for Renee. And it's it's really exciting as a fan of hers, somebody who's been a fan of hers since she like first became like known to the larger public musical theater audiences through the Bloomies in North Carolina and the Jimmies in New York City when she won in 2019. Then she went on to play Regina in Mean Girls right before the COVID shutdown, and now she's playing Regina in the movie. She was on the first two seasons of The College Lives, The Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO Max, or just Max now because we're changing the names of notable brands, Twitter X, HBO Max, Max, dumbass bitches. But anyway, you know how I feel about that. If you don't, then you should listen to Koblizzi regularly because I complain about that specific phenomenon often. Why are we changing notable brand names to things that are less notable? Moving on, she was on that Max show, not HBO, Max. And um, anyway, then she left the show because, oh, it's two, two, two. Love a good angel number. Um, she left the show because she's putting out 
really amazing solo music. She put out an EP called Everything to Everyone that I've talked about on the podcast. Now this is her do- her debut album, Snow Angel. It breaks the record for the f- female solo pop debut in 2023. So that's amazing. Uh, I love Renee. The album's great. It's like very vocal. It has a lot of pop rock influence. It plays with a lot of like... Um, cynicism it's kind of you know um why am i like losing my vocabulary like all of a sudden when i need to be able to talk extensively and be able to describe things in detail i suddenly no longer have the ability um she she has a certain cynicism a certain perspective she's kind of like seems apathetic to certain things other moments are super heartfelt and emotional like she's just bleeding over the track um 23 is i wish oh my god i wish hurts but then there's songs like poison poison which is a bop um there's songs like um pretty girls bop uh snow angel was the debut single of the album which is also titled snow angel that song's a bop very pop rock like happier than ever billy eilish vibes so yeah renee's singing her face off so Loving her debut album, Snow Angel. I'm so excited to see her in Atlanta at, on her tour for this album in October. So excited to see that. And that's the first new project that I want to mention that's come out since I've last taped. Um, I also want to say that I think Snow Angel by Renee Rapp is the best debut album by a singer who started in the theater since Sing to Me Instead by Ben Platt. Sing to Me Instead by Ben Platt is still one of my favorite pop vocal albums of all time. It has been since it came out in high school. He might be a Nepo baby, but Ben Platt can sing his face off, honey. So I just wanted to say that Snow Angel's up there with Sing to Me Instead for me. And if you know me and know how much I love Sing to Me Instead, you know that that is a huge testament to how good Snow Angel is. Moving on. Jaguar 2 by Victoria Monet uh, came out. Jaguar, the original first part of this project, came out in 2020. Since then, Victoria Monet has had a baby. She's probably made tons more number one hits for tons of artists, including your faves, Ariana Grande and the like. Um, But Victoria Monet has a solid pen for other people, for herself. She has amazing vocals. Her production's great. She collaborates well. She gets good features. There's no reason she should not be a huge pop star or a huge like R&B pop diva. I don't know why she isn't. She's very, very good. Jaguar 2 is a very, very, very good, very good project. I'm saying project. I don't know if it's an album. Um, Well, it has 11 songs. That's an album. Yeah, it's an album. Okay, so um, I love Smoke. That was one of the singles featuring Lucky Day. I really love Party Girls featuring Buju Banton. Banton. Um, it's like like Afro uh, Afro beats. Like that song is really fun. Um, All Right is a great song. Cadillac is a really great song. On My Mama. Basically, the whole track list. <laughs> Hollywood features Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like, who has Earth, Wind, and Fire on their project? That is incredible. That's one for the old heads. Them R&B mugs from the 20th century. Uh, like, that is a really great feature. And so, yeah. If you love R&B, if you loved, uh, you want to know how we get the ass like that. And uh, Frank, you can keep. Victoria Monet has had tons of bops herself, but she's also been on Break Up with Your Girlfriend or Seven Rings. Victoria Monet, the I want it, I bought it. Think you like my hair? G thinks just bought it. Who you think wrote that lyric? 
because Ariana Grande didn't go by that ponytail that's not her hair. Her hairstylist did. <laughs> um, so I love Jaguar too. I love Victoria Monet. Yeah, hop on that train if you're not on it. It's really, really the train to be riding. She's fire. And her signature color is brown. That's something I really love about her. She, like, always wears brown. Or not always, but she wears brown often, and she's, like, branded it. Whenever I think of brown, I think of Victoria Monet, and I think that's really cool. Um, especially because a lot of people don't know, think, like, brown, like, wearing brown is, like, a cute color in clothes or, like, whatever. But you guys are tripping. Victoria Monet bodies brown. She looks so good in it. Moving on, another new release is Used to Be Young by Miley Cyrus. It was released on the 10th anniversary of her iconic, infamous, legendary performance of whatever the lead single of Bangers was at the VMAs in 2013. I guess it was We Can't Stop. I think she performed a couple songs, like a medley maybe. But anyway, when she twerked on Robin Thicke with that foam finger and everybody was looking at her crazy and talking about her in the news... 10 years ago, it was August 25th, um, and she put out Used to Be Young, a song kind of addressing that indirect, well, not really indirectly, kind of pretty directly, (laughs) Um, and the 10-year anniversary, it's also her dad's birthday, which is interesting because I recently learned from reading, like, to quote Wendy Williams, I read, um, I was reading online articles about the Cyrus family because uh, Miley's mother, Tish, recently got married. And apparently their family is super estranged, which is um, actually pretty sad to learn, considering we were all familiar with Billy Ray Cyrus from Hannah Montana. Just a quick correction, I am obviously aware that Billy Ray Cyrus was a country music star before Hannah Montana, and I talk about that later in the episode. Back to you, Kobe. And so it's it's sad to know that they're, you know, not getting along, but it's Billy Ray Cyrus is dating like a 34-year-old woman, and he's engaged to her. Her name's like Fire Rose or something like that. And Miley's 30, 31. I'm like, that's like a three, four year age difference. So I can imagine that that might have something to do with it, considering he met Fire Rose on the set of Hannah Montana. That's confirmed. You can look it up. Um, So that shit's kind of weird. And that might play a role in like the division. Like Miley's estrangement from her father, but also the division of the family, like Noah and Chase, or not Chase, Noah and Trace. Um, are two of Miley's siblings. Noah, you might know. She makes music. Trace does too, but not under his own name. Hey, Kobe from the future here. Just a quick correction for the record. Trace Cyrus does make music under his own name, but he did start under another artist's name that I forget, and I'm not going to look it up because I don't care. Back to regularly scheduled programming. And they're estranged from the rest of the siblings, Miley and Brandy and Brazen and the other ones, because... Tish, Miley's mother, their mother got married to somebody else. I don't know. It's a whole lot of family drama. And I'm not here to dig into their business for real. But I just, I know that Miley's estranged from her father. You can look it up. And so she's been doing this Used to Be Young series on TikTok, on her official TikTok page, um, since the song's come out. And she's been, uh, excuse me, she's just been breaking down like pivotal moments in her career, iconic moments of her career, infamous moments in her career. And one of the moments she discussed was obviously, like, the significance of the release date being the 10-year anniversary of that performance at the VMAs and the release of the Wrecking Ball music video, but also being her father's birthday. And she talked about how she grew up feeling loved and supported by her family, and they were also financially stable because Billy Ray was already a successful musician. And so she always felt stable and supported. And so then... When 
her dad, when, when she would go on stage and get the love and validation from audiences, it was nice for her, but it wasn't a requirement to be able to sleep at night. But she said, uh, uh, differently so, you, you hear that, uh, 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 that vocal fry stutter I have, I don't know what that's about. Um, but anyway, differently so with her father, she said he grew up poor, he grew up unsupported by his family, and so when he started getting that love and adoration from audiences, he relied on it, which was not something that was Miley's experience. And I think that's a really vulnerable thing to put in a, you know, a special that's going to be on television or a series that's going to be on TikTok, and especially when you and your father aren't getting along. And so, I don't know, I hope they can reconcile, it's really sad. To not get along with your parents, especially when, you know, you see all this stuff happening in the world. We all have stuff going on in our own lives and you see how fast time passes. It's unfortunate when we have to waste time over petty disagreements. But I obviously don't know their business and they might have had something horrible and terrible happen. So I just want to send love to the Cyrus family because if you know me for real, I say that all the time. That's one of my other catchphrases. If you know me, but if you do, you know Miley Cyrus is my mother. Like I go hard for Miley Cyrus. I love her. I always have. From Hannah Montana to the Bangers era to now, that's always been my good sister. I am not playing about Miley Ray. That's my girl. That is my girl. So I really love Used to Be Young. Uh, let's talk about some of the lyrics because the song's super simple, but it is really, tr- I think it really gets her point across. Um, and I think when you know her story, it makes the lyrics, like the context of the lyrics really makes sense. But even if you don't know the ins and outs of Miley's story, which I don't know how you couldn't, unless you live with your head under a rock, the song still kind of relates to you on a personal level. And it's a unique ability to be able to write a simple song that is so universally understood. That's a real, real, true blue talent. And so I think the songwriting of this song, Why Simple, is one of my favorite things about it. It goes, the truth is bulletproof, there's no fooling you, I don't dress the same. Me and who you say I was yesterday have gone our separate ways. I left my living fast somewhere in the past cause that's for chasing cars. It turns out open bars lead to broken hearts and going way too far. I know I used to be crazy, I know I used to be fun, you say I used to be wild, I say I used to be young, you tell me time has done changed me, well that's fine, I've had a good run, I know I used to be crazy, that's cause I used to be young, like I love it. If you haven't heard the song, listen to it in full. Actually, watch the music video. That shit got me. It made me tear up a little. Like, especially being a fan of Miley, I'm like, oh, girl, I remember having to defend you to my aunt and in the classroom and in math class and at lunch because everybody was trying to say you were crazy for twerking with that foam finger between your legs. And even though you weren't really twerking and you were really just throwing your bones around, girl, I knew what you were trying to do, Miley. You know, like, I love her. Um, Ariana released the deluxe version of yours truly, the 10 year anniversary deluxe with five new live recordings of five of the original album cuts. And let me pull it up. I don't remember exactly which one she did. The truth is fooling you. There's no the variant. The truth is bulletproof. There's no fooling you. I don't dress the same. I like the cadence of that. 
of the verses. She did Honeymoon Avenue. Oh, excuse me. She did six songs. Honeymoon Avenue, Day, Day, Dreamin', My Favorite, Baby Eye. And then she did Tattooed Heart, which is my second favorite. She also did Right There and The Way featuring Mac Miller, Rest in Peace. And Right There features Big Sean. So... These are all live from London, and she recorded these for like a 10-year anniversary edition. We all know Ariana can sing, or maybe we don't all know that, but if you don't know that, then maybe you shouldn't have dropped out of whatever school that you dropped out of that made you dumb, that told you Ariana Grande cannot sing. She sings her face off, but... So there's really nothing to say about these recordings. They're great. Like, she sings amazingly. She sounds wonderful. Really, what I want to discuss is how bad the album cover is. I wish this was a video episode because this Pixar-ass Canva album cover for this 10-year anniversary deluxe version of one of my favorite albums from my childhood is ridiculous. So don't be like, oh, Kobe, you're hating. You don't like Ariana. No, I love Ariana. This cover is bad. She literally pulled up the way music video on her Mac and clicked uh, command shift four and screenshotted that hoe and said, okay, crop it, put some words on it and upload it to the distro kid. Y'all it's ready to go. (laughs) Just kidding. I know she probably doesn't use distro kid, but, um, she probably just, you know, emails Mr. Apple and it's like, Hey, can you put this on Apple music? But, um, I'm dead. Mr. Apple. That's funny. Anyway, so Yours Truly Deluxe is amazing. It's just those six live recordings, and she sounds great. So what is there to say about somebody who always sounds amazing when she gets on that mic? I'm not going to talk about how y'all want me to talk about how she homewrecking. That is not my business. And I, but I do want to ask you why you always blame the women when the men are cheating. Just think about it. Not just the situation, like all the time. Why do y'all do that? That's just a question. Moving on. Colleen Ballinger, I feel kind of obligated to keep circling back to her. I know I've mentioned it probably three on three different episodes of this podcast now, but this whole situation with her has just continued to blow my mind because, as I've mentioned before, if you've heard the episode, I was a huge fan of Colleen Ballinger way back in the day. And so I'm like, I'm telling you, if Bright Star was coming to get their royalties from me, they would get coined from every episode because I'd be quoting that song every episode. Um, anyway, Colleen Ballinger was seen at Ross, <laughs> Ross dressed for less with Corey buying like toys for her kids or something. So I just thought that was funny. Um, I guess the money really is running out. She can't afford to get them cute designer toys on off of the online shopping no more. She got to go to Ross and dress for less with her ass getting canceled. That What I really wonder about these YouTube stars, fuck, God damn. What I wonder is why the fuck I can't talk. It's had like a stroke. Call me Mitch McConnell. That's a bad joke. I know Mitch McConnell is a horrible person and his policies are terrible, but I should not make fun of his health. However, he does keep freezing on camera and it does beg the question, how the hell do we get this man out of office? So I'm just saying. Um, Anyway, Colleen. uh, What was I saying? Oh, what I was wondering is how much money do these people online really make? Like, I know she had that Netflix show, but it got canceled after like two seasons. Do they really have coins saved up for real? Like, they spend all this money, and they buy all this stuff, and they do this, and they do that, and they're always putting out. And it's like, yeah, you make money. But if you get canceled and you stop making money all of a sudden, do you really have enough money in the bank to keep going on this life you were living? I'm just asking. Like, I don't have the answer for that. It's just a thought that I had. I'm curious. Like, maybe she got to go to Ross and get toys. She might not be able to go nowhere else. Um, Not that Ross ain't got something cute, but it's just like, she ain't never been seen in Ross before. 
I'm just saying, that's not really what I need to talk about. That's the least important detail in this entire Colleen Ballinger situation. What I really want to talk about is a person whom I briefly mentioned in the episode I posted about Colleen Ballinger, Johnny. I mentioned Johnny, and I mentioned the other one named um, uh, Adam. I talked about Johnny and Adam very briefly, and I just said, if you really want to hear their stories, you can look them up. So Adam, everything Adam said has continued to be corroborated, but I watched this H3 breakdown, the H3 podcast. I watched a breakdown of the episode they did where they broke down Swoop, who's a YouTube creator. They broke down Swoop's interview with Adam on H3 Podcast. And I watched that earlier. And oh my God, Johnny was just saying shit out of his... Oh wait, did I say the Swoop interview with Adam? I meant the Swoop interview with Johnny. H3 broke down Swoop's interview with Johnny. And I watched the H3 breakdown of Swoop's interview with Johnny, not Adam, Johnny. And Johnny was lying out of his ass. Like, he was just making shit up and just saying shit. And his stories were so inconsistent. I was kind of shocked. And I'm like, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that somebody jumped on the canceling train um, to try to get some clout. Because it wouldn't, like, be the first time that's ever happened. But if y'all remember, if you watch my original episode about Colleen Ballinger, when I spoke about her husband, because that's who Johnny was talking about most of the time, was Joshua David Evans. He was trying to get his ass canceled and her ex-husband excuse me not her husband for the record and when I I mentioned the podcast I was like yeah I like briefly conversed with Josh we followed each other whatever I met him at the meet and greets a couple times but I didn't like ever have any inappropriate interaction with him and I said that in the episode I was like I'm not gonna fabricate this story for some sort of cloud off of somebody's misfortune but Johnny did not get that memo bitch he was lying up and down about Josh he said he got groomed by Colleen's brother who actually does groom people but didn't did not did not in fact groom Johnny it's just a whole mess and so I just wanted to bring that up comment on that if you previously heard me mention Johnny in the episode I redact that shit Johnny be lying, listen to Adam or listen to somebody else. But also, can we talk about how Colleen got on YouTube, posted that dumbass ukulele apology, literally set the internet on fire and has been never seen again, except for at Ross Dress for Less? I'm like, that lady is never to be seen again. We might never see Denise Richards again. What'd they say? What'd they say on Real Housewives? We, we might not. I don't remember what they said. Something about we'll never see Denise Richards again. But it was something that Trixie and Katya always quote. But I can't remember all the way. So I'm not going to spend too much time on it. But anyway, I just wanted to bring up that whole H3 swoop, Johnny, lion ass, and Colleen crazy ass. Poor Joshua David Evans. He's just trying to move on with his new wife that looks a lot like Colleen. And he's, I've been reading some of his tweets. He's struggling with his sobriety and he hurt his foot and he's mentally exhausted. And I can't imagine what sort of toll, like, I don't know, a very public canceling like that would take on you, especially when what somebody's saying about you specifically isn't true, but because of the company that you kept, everybody just assumes that, you know, like, damned, you're damned too. So everybody just immediately believed what Johnny said about Josh, because why would Johnny lie? And then it turns out Johnny was lying. And so, of course, that's always a possibility. But anyway, that's a mess. You can watch Swoop's breakdown of all of this. Just look up Swoop on YouTube. You can also watch the H3 breakdown of Swoop's video, which was about in three hours shorter. So that's why I went that route. But anyway, this situation is a mess. Also, you might not care about these little internet cancelings, and that's fine, too. We can move on. (laughs) So Scooter Braun, you know how I feel about Spider-Boy, King of Thieves, Weave Your Little Webs of Atrocities, um, has been in the headlines recently because for some reason, 
there is tons of news leaking that all of his clients are leaving him, including his three biggest clients, Ariana and Demi. And there's also been news that Justin Bieber's trying to negotiate out of his contract, which is not supposed to end for a couple of years. Apparently, Adina Menzel left, you know, recently. Carly Rae Jepsen left recently. So that's been crazy. And I really just kind of want to know the truth. Like, I really want to know, like, is who's actually leaving the management firm? Like, who? What, what's just, like, silly shit? What's frivolous? You know, I want to know. And instead of confirming or denying shit, Scooter Braun gets on Twitter trying to be a fucking comedian talking about some, just isn't, just, this just then I'm not managing me anymore or some goofy shit like that. And I'm like, I don't need you to come out here and be a comedian. I'm going to need you to come out here and clear this shit up because I am confused. But I will say that Ariana Grande leaving Scooter Braun being in the headlines has definitely got rid of all her all those I'm stealing Ethan Slater's wife's husband headlines. Um, so maybe that got something to do with it. But I don't know. I'm just like <laughs> I just feel like I don't know. I just I sometimes I, you really get caught up in the like oh I really want to know something and you realize these people are filtering so much of what they tell us and so much of what we're actually aware of so as to craft a persona and a public perception of them that is palatable to the GP and the general public and that makes money and that is commercially successful while also maintaining a life and some sort of anonymity, having some sort of privacy, have some having some, you know, Rolodex of secrets to a degree. And so when you really think about that, you're like, well, I don't know these people. I don't know these people. I don't know their business. I really don't know their situation. All I know is what we know through quote unquote sources, through the media, through headlines, through articles, through social media. And that's just like one big gigantic game of television. Phone. It's like sometimes I wish I could just pick up the phone and call, be like, boop, boop, boop. hey, Ariana, so what's going on, girl? You know, like, I wish I could just call her, but we're not friends. Or be like, beep, 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 beep. hey, Beyonce, how are the kids? You know, like, I wish I could really talk to my face sometimes, specifically Beyonce. I would give, like, probably an organ, like, a vital organ to have, like, a one-hour conversation with Beyonce. Maybe more. I'd give two vital organs. <laughs> what can you donate? I would literally harvest my organs to to go talk to Beyonce. Like, just one-on-one. Let's, like, get dinner together. Um, and just chat. <laughs> so, speaking of people driving Scooter Braun, Justin Bieber being one of those people, Justin Bieber was also in a SZA music video recently. And I just wanted to mention that because Justin Bieber, he has a lot of things. And one of those things is cute maybe even fine and he was looking good in that scissor music video for snooze that's all i wanted to say about that back to beyonce this renaissance world tour is so cunty i can't even see straight like she just keeps out cunting herself last night in san francisco she wore these super platformed like super black rhinestone or probably not rhinestone probably black swarovski crystal bedazzled boots um and they were just so like so cute and so platformed and so punk and i'm like beyonce really just is not afraid to do anything and i really love that for her and i really love that about her i really love to witness that in her in an idol in an icon i'm really grateful to be alive at the same time as she is and i just want to say that the the renaissance world tour is quite literally a fashion show 
but it comes with a side of incredible vocals, of fantastic production, of amazing background dancers, of amazing, you know, singers, amazing vocalists, just amazing all-around production, amazing, a huge budget, and turn the fan on, a goofy crew, there's this one video of Beyonce singing, one plus one, and I ain't got nothing, but I got you, and then at one point she's like, da 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 do, turn the fan on. In the basement, talking about turn the fan on. In some modern day, somebody's getting fired. Hey, hey! Um, turn the fan on. As Coco Montrese would say, find a note, girl. Find a note. Not me, Beyonce. I mean, not Beyonce. <laughs> Not Beyonce. I mean me. Beyonce is literally, legitimately, and truly one of the more pitch-perfect vocalists around. She is seldom pitchy. And she really be active on stage. So it's very impressive, actually, how often a mic's on and how often she really sing her face off for real. Some people can't relate. Um, Some people can't relate. So, something I thought that was funny, it's been trending on social media recently, is that Zendaya has been releasing all these really gorgeous pictures of her in, like, fabulous, beautiful dresses holding a smart water bottle. (laughs) And it's just a smart water campaign, but the whole campaign is Zendaya looking gorgeous and then just holding a bottle of smart water. And it's kind of ridiculous. And people are like, what's the point? And I'm pretty sure the point is to serve cunt. Like... (laughs) I think that's the only point. There, it's just a funny collaboration because I'm serious. You can look it up. There is literally nothing to these ads but Zendaya looking gorgeous in some sort of very fashion-forward dress holding a bottle of smart water. That's the ad. That's the whole thing. I just wanted to mention that. If you haven't seen it, that shit is funny. Taylor Swift announced today, as uh, the day that I'm filming, that the Eras Tour movie is coming to theaters this October 13th, um, there's a two-hour and 45-minute tour documentary, tour movie, coming to a theater near you. I already bought my tickets to go see it with my mom. Um, and I'm super excited because, like, when we saw the Eras tour in April, me and my mom and my friend and her mom, our seats were not as initially good as we thought they were. And so I actually have the opportunity to go back to the Eras tour next year when she comes back to America for a little bit. And so I'm going to see her again next year in person, but until then I get to watch the Eras tour movie in the movie theater. That's really exciting and I just thought that was fun. I thought I'd mention it. I also have to mention that Taylor Swift has become this week the second person to surpass 100 million monthly listeners in Spotify history. Only behind the weekend. She's the first woman, the second person, and that's truly legendary behavior. And it's truly something only a very mainstream artist could do. A hundred million listeners on one single streaming platform alone is incredible, especially when there's like 400 people that use it. If there's a, if there's a 25% chance that any given Spotify user is listening to Taylor Swift, that's insane. That is insane. I also want to talk about how Paint the Town Red by Doja Cat, the second single from her upcoming album Scarlet, has become the fastest solo female rap song to hit 100 million streams on Spotify, all whilst Doja Cat being in the middle of a canceling. (laughs) Doja Cat is actively being canceled for all the goofy shit she be saying, and then she literally is breaking records at the same time. I don't quite understand that anomaly, but is that the right word? What's anomaly mean? I'm telling you, I could be a real Wendy Williams if I had, like, a team. 
if I had somebody that was sitting here on the computer to Google stuff for me while I was taping the show and something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. Absolutely, it is an anomaly. So back to what I was saying, if I had somebody here to like, you know, go back and forth with me while I was taping the show, Google stuff if I need it, if I had somebody to edit this shit, if I had somebody to make the TikToks to promote it, like, girl, will y'all blow this podcast up so I can get a team, please? You know I'm funny. Anyway, Doja Cat, you are a oxymoron. You are a paradox, and you are an anomaly, and you are somehow breaking records whilst being canceled. That is funny legend behavior, Doja Cat. And honestly, I saw somebody the other day draw a comparison between Doja Cat and Lady Gaga in terms of, like the climate surrounding them when they came onto the scene. Like, I don't think Lady Gaga outwardly ever said, oh, if you call yourself a little monster, get out of your parents' basement and get a job and help them pay the rent. I don't think Lady Gaga would have ever said that. But as far as the the overt left field decisions that the artists make near the beginning of their careers, I think Doja Cat's like the closest person we have to like a Lady Gaga type. And while I don't agree with everything Doja Cat's been saying recently, and I have very vocally said that on the podcast, I do have, like, a, I, I can't help but pay attention to her because she something about her is so subversive and interesting to me, despite not all her decisions being amazing. And she said it best. We don't have to like the people who make our hit songs. And I'm not saying I don't like her, but, hey, I'm like, I, I would like to see how this plays out. I think maybe... She's, you know, being super rebellious right now for whatever reason. I, again, don't think attacking your fans is ever the answer. But she also gets a lot of unwarranted hate. And with stuff that has nothing to do with her behavior. They talk about her skin and her body and her shaving her hair and her being alternative. And none of that has to do with her behavior. Um, So, I like Doja Cat. Uh, for the time being. <laughs> and I think it's legendary that she's breaking records whilst being canceled. I just think that's funny. Especially because I don't really support her canceling. If she was breaking records while being canceled for something that I was like, yeah, about, then that would be a different story. But I think it's awesome. Good for you, Doja Cat. I have truly missed taping this podcast, and I didn't want to go another week without taping an episode, and so that's why I opted to make an audio-only episode this week, but I'm going to try to get back to video episodes as soon as possible, or who knows, maybe I'll do like a mix of audio and video in the future, but just know that Koblizzi is not going anywhere for the foreseeable future, because there is plenty for me to talk about, and I'm really trying to like fill Wendy Williams' niche. Like, I'm trying to, she's not here to do it anymore. I mean, not that she's dead, but, like, she's not doing it anymore, like, in the public eye. And I'm like, well, somebody has to talk about this shit for real. I really think I have this Wendy Williams quality to me. Maybe I'm just gassing myself up. I'm not shaped like a capital P, though, so maybe that takes me out of the running. Let me know. But <laughs> anyway, I like I said, I will try to get back to the video as soon as possible, or maybe I'll do some sort of mix in the future. There is no telling. Something I do want to update you on before I go, though, is that and I know I'm fickle. When I tell you this, you're about to be like, again, Kobe. But, like, I made the Kobe Lizzy Show Instagram and TikTok accounts, like, last year sometime, and then I took them down. And then I remade them again this year, and then I took the Instagram down, like, a month or two ago. And I ended up taking the TikTok account, too, the TikTok account down again, too, the at Kobe Lizzy Show account for the podcast. Because, to be honest, running those little accounts makes me want to commit. Like, I don't know what it is about social media to me that feels so much like a chore, but I really have to regulate 
and uh, modify my relationship with it for this to work. And so I just want to be transparent. If you see me, if you notice that I took those accounts down or you wonder why I'm so fickle and I'll make the account and then delete it and then make it and delete it again. I get it. I know it's strange. I also agree but it's just like, I just wanted to get rid of it. I really can't manage more than one social media account per platform. And until I have some sort of social media team, y'all just going to have to follow at Koblizzy on TikTok. You're going to have to follow at Koblizzy on Instagram. You can even follow the the account I made on Twitter at Koblizzy just to hold the handle. I don't post on it, but follow it if you want to. Maybe I'll post one day. And so, yeah, just follow at Koblizzy and follow one account and I'll post everything there. And that's where all the updates will be for the time being. I just can't deal with those two accounts. And so I just wanted to let you know, I know I'm fickle about those accounts and I can the first one to admit to it. I change my mind all the time, all the time. I change, I will change my mind like the wind blows. So, and like the hurricane wind blows, bitch, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. So that was this episode. That was my update. Those were the pop topics of the week. The song of the week was not existent because I talked about tons of new music. And until then, go to koblizzy.com to listen to my music, watch this podcast on any platform, listen to it anywhere, read my articles, look at my modeling portfolio, look at playlists on YouTube, listen to me sing if you want to, bitch. There's so many things you can do for Koblizzy or like do involving Koblizzy. So go to Koblizzy.com and yeah, I'm so ramble right now, but I just feel like I, you know what? Yeah. Bye. Moving like goodbye. What? Yo, sorry. You're cutting out. Gotta go. (laughs) 